previously on Wormwood. Sparrow and Xander Crow left Wormwood only to meet a strange demise on the road to nowhere. Jacob Kidder took on the mantle of guardian of the object, just as the demon Andremelech made his own play for the mysterious artifact. Vampires and werewolves have overrun the town, and only a few men and women of grim resolve and willful determination remain to stem the tide of rising evil. That was then. small-town nexus in the strange and terrible worlds beyond our own. But what of those who live in the deepening shadows of Wormwood? Walk with us through a darkened gallery of secret lives and haunted histories as we raise the curtain on our enigmatic cast with these Wormwood Portraits. Episode 5, The Farmer's Tale, written by Jeremiah Allen. Come on, Heath. Darcy here only weighs a malaki bit more than a schoolgirl. Easy for you to say when you weren't the one oofing it through the brush. You was only a man, brother. Aye, and look at us now. The dreaded clan of Drumlick running like scolded dogs from a Catholic priest in his blessed early claymore. Once ten deep and now down to four, one of them is a prisoner of liability to drop that number to a bloody trio. He was fighting the lycanthropes too. We didn't have to run. That's true. That's the truth, Bang. In all its simple virtue, but it doesn't bring our comrades back to life, and it certainly don't account for none of our own survival. Yeah, stir it. Darcy, you want and git, else I'll be back with a fresh kill any minute. Where's the missus anyhow? I know we need to rejuvenate our associate here, but she shouldn't be out there all by her lonesome, given the current mood of the town and all the monsters in it. Relax, Heath. She's a native through and through. Anyone smart enough to grow up in this wretched backwater scab ought to know the ins and outs and all the hidey holes between. Elsa's a pro, mate. I'll give you that. But I don't think she's ever been out on a night such as this, what with all the restless spirits up and about, and that damn Catholic priest neither. I ain't never seen a thing such as that in all my days. Wicked is what he was. You're a right sobbing bunch, aren't you? Elsa, you gave us a bit of a scare just then. 
Thought the proprietor of this quaint little farmhouse might have come a-calling, wondering who all his new flat marts might be. Don't know where the old man went to, and I can't be bothered to care. But if he was here, we would have already seen him. Could never keep his nose out of other people's business, that one. Probably died. What about the kill? You find a rabbit or someone out there in the woods? Something to tide old Darcy over till we can get him a meal proper? Woods are empty, love. Lots of bones, but nothing fresh. Reckon the were-creatures have been camping in the area for too long and bled the place dry. Great. Just sodden great. What are we supposed to do now? We could go back to town, raid one of the houses for pets. Or their owners, for that matter. And that raises another point. Which is to say, why haven't we feasted on the bloody lot of them already? We serve our lord Baal Adramalek. It's his will. We don't kill. But I don't understand why we don't kill. That's what you call the vampire's prerogative, isn't it? Indeed it is, Heath. One of the perks, if I might say, along with a fine eye for fashion and the old bit about immortality. But what good is immortality if you can't have an old pot of blood now and again, am I right, Blaine? Right you are, Heath. All right, that's enough cheek from you lot. I don't like it either, but rules are rules. There's apparently some new mystical presence in the town, and the guardian and the object have both gone missing from our Dromalek's sight. We are on reconnaissance. Far be it from me to disagree with the great lord of Dromalek, but it does suggest something of a lack of management. That he's called us all in while he still doesn't have a handle on this sodden object he's so keen on. And besides, doesn't the great lord have some kind of special appendage that serves as an inside man in his dealings with the object? I believe what you're referring to is the end of glory, Blaine. The end is gone. Something happened. Something unexpected. Our lord is no longer connected to it. Something's happened? Something that wasn't in his calculations, which, as we've been told, has been in the works for a few thousand years. Would you like to bring it up to him? Begging your pardon, lassie, but I don't think that'll be necessary. Too right, Heath. No need to raise these minor issues with the master. It'll all be sorted out once we find the Guardian. Have you checked the fridge? For the Guardian? For something to eat, you dense bastard. Why would a stone-cold geezer have a kill in his icebox? What a sense you make. We only got here a minute before you, Elsa, and we spent half of the time grunting and trying to get Darcy into the house. Yeah, I saw you weren't asked to hide the bikes. One step at a time, yeah? I'll move the bikes and be back after a smoke. In the meanwhile, I'm going to have a little peek in the fridge, see if we can't get this boob on his own two feet and off of my nerves. You want a pot if I find some? You won't. See, you keep saying that like you know. Like maybe the bloke who lives here is a boozer off to the bar getting pissed, feeling up on some old egg, and getting to be a best of mates. They're going to stumble in here any minute, trousers half open, and be really surprised to find our lot camping in the den. This is Bloomington Ranch, Heath. I know all about the bloke who lives here because he's my father. There's a lot baby girls don't know about their pop-pops, little sister. Least of all when they haven't been home for half a century. Just see what you can find in the kitchen, Heath. Don't have to tell me twice, mate. Blaine might be in charge, but I know who's the real puppet master here. Hey, where's the light switch, Elsa? There wasn't electricity here when I was a girl. Bloody hell, this place gets better and better every minute. Oh, I think I found the Heath! Heath! Alright, you old spook. We already know you're here. Might as well come out and face the peanut gallery. Joy? Oh, it can't be. Joy's dead, Daddy. Just like a mom. I've been Elsie since you killed her. I never thought you'd come home. I thought you'd been... Christ on a cracker, love. Your old man is daft. 
Where'd you find the shotgun? Out in the barn, hidden behind the seat of a truck. He hurt you, Elsa. Cedric Bloomington hasn't had the power to hurt me since I was a babe. You're still a babe. Know what I mean? Make me vomit in your mouth, why don't you? Come on now, give him my hand in here. Think that geezer broke me back. Quite right. Give me your hand, you helpless sword, and I'll pull you standing. What do we do about him? We can't just leave him lying there. There are basement in this death trap. Here he comes, back to the land of the living. Can he hear us? Depending on how fast he can regrow his ears, I'd imagine. Anybody in there? Joy. He's having a good old time, then. Listen here, brother. It's been three days since we've taken up residence in your humble abode, and I bet you're mighty confused as to your own whereabouts, which is not that far but underground. Uh... I don't think he comprehends, Blaine. He might be still missing pieces of his brain. Look here, you gnarly git. We've got you captured in your own basement, and we're not going to let you go until we have the answers we're looking for. Or you're dead. Or both. So you have any designs on remaining alive, dead, then you best speak when spoken to and put the kibosh on any grand plans you might have for escape. Now you seem to be a man about town. Let's see you tell me what you know about the object. I want to speak with my daughter. You got nothing to say that's worth hearing. I'll tell you everything you need to know, but I want an hour alone with my daughter. Can we kill him afterward? Well, Elsa, what's your mind? It'd be better giving him another lead base lobotomy and me and Heath go hunting for Dorsa since that bloody piece of rubbish heals half as fast as your dog. I got nothing to say to him, Blaine. Come on, love. If this is all it takes to get what we came for, don't you think a little self-sacrifice and family reunionizing is in order? It's not a part of the plan. The quicker we get out of this town, the quicker we get back to Blackpool, the quicker we get to take that holiday you're always talking about. That nice one of the Scottish countryside. This is our chance to impress the elders, Elsa. And it's all rotting on you. You're right. I shouldn't be so selfish. That's my girl. You want Heath or I to stay at the door in case the old boy tries to play a hero? Looks like he's been on animal blood for a decade, so it shouldn't be an issue. One thing about that, it'll keep you alive, but it won't protect your age or strength. That bloke. Don't believe an ounce of what he says, all right? He might be weaker than you, but a caged bird aiming to be free ain't to be trusted. And neither are silver-tongued devils. Can we skip the kissy-kissy and just get on with it, please? Watching you two snog is like scouring my nipples off with 80-grit sandpaper. And I swear that all these dollies, I can't endure another minute of it. Sounds like you're a mock jealous, Heath. Get stuff, Bling. And with all due respect, tell your missy to do the same. Think she's gonna sell us out? Who? Elsa. More likely you than her, I'd say. Me? What have I done? Not a spot I could blame you for, just illustrating my point. I've lived with Elsa for ten years, and if there's a thing in this world that she hates more than Cedric Bloomington, I've yet to come across it. But that old man, he still sees his little girl, and he'll tell her whatever she wants. All she has to do is press the right buttons and ask the right questions. Well, if she doesn't now, what then? Then we take them both back to the elders and watch the Inquisition go to work. 
Elsie, was your mother's name? I've been Elsa since before I left Wormwood. Every day remembering what you took from me. You should be ashamed calling yourself a father. Joy. If you got something to say, spit it out. You haven't talked by the time Blaine and Heath come back, there'll be no peace till your dust. I told everybody your mother died in childbirth. That she held you once before she died, and there were doctors and nurses all trying to make her well. Well, I thought you should know. Changes nothing. I told that story often enough, but I started believing it myself. Old age and all. Yeah. But your mother and I were really just alone out here in the house on account of her condition. She didn't have any condition but you. Well, that's what I always told you, so you, you wouldn't put the pieces together, Joy. But in all truthfulness, it was the other way around. Yes, we. I met your mother when she was already, you know, something other than human. But we fell in love, and I gave her some of my blood whenever she got the urge, just, just enough to say to hunger. And she never turned me or, or took more than enough to keep her well, but... But being pregnant, well, it changed everything. Blaine told me you tried to make up stories. Well, that's the thing, though, Joy. For the first time in our lives, I'm finally telling you the truth. Yes, sirree. You grew up with all this hate in your heart. Hate for me, because I told you a dad blame story instead of just telling you the truth. Because I was trying to keep you safe. Then stop protecting me, Dad! Tell me what horrible secrets you've been keeping for the last 50 years. Your mother was a vampire, Joy, so you were the same from the womb. But you weren't born like normal girls, neither. Not the way your mother was, and you couldn't know what was going to happen until the time came. You chewed your way through your mother's belly, Joy, ripping and breathing it, and it was the awfulest thing I ever saw. And all I could think to do was to pull you loose, and your mother was losing so much blood. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Joy. I did the best I could, feeding you the same way I used to feed your mother, from my own veins, putting in a little bottle. Shut so up! Just shut up! It was you that turned me about the time you was four. And little Abner, too, when, when you were too young to know. All these years, I, I told you I was this way first so you wouldn't blame yourself for something you couldn't control. And well, all it did was turn you into a, into a hateful beast. Oh, I'm sorry I wasn't honest with you, Joy, but would you have understood? There a problem? Oh, Elsa. It's fine, Blaine. He just struck a nerve. There's some absinthe in me travel bags, love. Go upstairs and have a sip to improve your spirit. Meanwhile, your Di and I have a lot to discuss. Go on now. Your knight in shining armor's got this one under his thumb. And tell Heath to get off his sodden bog and find us some food. Bloody lazy bastard. Now then, Mr. Bloomington, I'm pulling up a chair of me own so we can talk face to face like first-rate gentlemen. How's that for extended an olive branch? All right, you've dried up, haven't you? Don't you want to talk no more? All tuckered out, is that it? Well, here's news, old man. But you talk when I tell you to talk, and no more of this closed-lipped business. Understand? I don't like repeating myself, Cedric. Civility is obviously overrated in this dirty backwater country, so I'll make you an offer you can't refuse. You spill the beans about the object in the garden, and I won't cut pieces off you till you're little more than a spinal cord and a head. Wait till you heal up and start cutting again. That sound agreeable? <coughs> yeah, go to hell. They're afraid I'll take over. Ah! Oh!
There's tea or coffee if you want some, Elsa. Darcy can't do much right, but he can make a quite tasty cup of joe. I'm fine, thanks. You can't keep outside the basement door forever, mate. Listen to what Blaine's doing to your pop-pop down there. It's been four days and all he's done is scream. And it'll be four more if your old man don't give Blaine what he's after. You really should have some breakfast, though. Darcy found a butcher's house down the way and made off with literally a killing. It's quite beautiful. He's clueless. Christ, Blank, let me get you a towel. The old man doesn't know his ass from his elbow or would have talked by now. He's a bloody dead end. I can't believe it. Is he? Not dead. Not yet. But I'm done fooling with him, that's for sure. We gotta scrub this whole process and start over, and I don't imagine Andromelech will be too pleased by our wasting a week lawning about the countryside. What's with the starry garb, Elsa? You having a change of heart? No, I just thought you'd kill him. I can go back and finish the job if that's what you're asking, but I figured you might want to keep him alive in case you wanted to make him suffer later on as if healing from the wounds I gave him and whatnot won't be painful enough. It's not like he can track us or rat us out, even if he knew anyone to rat us out to, which he doesn't, not in his condition. We're going to burn the place down around his ears to cover our tracks, and by the time Cedric Bloomington pulls himself together, we'll have the object and be gone for months, maybe years, if this house collapses over the basement. That solid? Sounds like a plan to me. Elsa? I'll get the gasoline from the barn. going to kill you, you know. Unprepared, Joy. Some days I think the only reason I lasted this long was so that I could see you one last time. Shut up! That's all right, Joy. I shouldn't have called you a hateful beast. That weren't right. You're a strong one. Like your mama. I suppose I'm proud of you in a strange way. You're... You're proud of me? Yes, me. If you're going to kill me, I'd prefer it was by your hand. I will kill you. <laughs> Thank you, Joy. Thank you. I will kill you. I will kill you. You're a sick old man. You need to die. <laughs> I'm ready, Lord. I'm ready. Thank you for giving me one last conversation with my little girl. I love you, Joe. <laughs> Daddy. Oh, go on now. Don't mind if I do, old man. Come on, love. Take a step back. You stupid old geezer. Can't believe I wasted so much time on you. You never knew a sodden thing, did you? I know. I know that she loves me in her own way. And that's enough for me. Well, I hope that's a comfort you could take with ya. Wormwood, a serialized mystery is produced and distributed by Habit Forming Films, LLC, 
and features a talented cast of characters. Arthur Russell as Dr. Xander Crow, Sonia Perozzi as Sparrow and Rachel Nolan, Rob Grindlinger as Sheriff Tom Bradley and Don Marino, Anna Maganini as Lynette Bradley, Peggy Nolan, and Commander McQueen, Nicole Rayburn as Deidre Frost and Harmony Barrister, Peter Dirksen as Jonesy and Jimmy Details, Zachary Folks as Brent Saunders, Robert W. Allen as Special Agent Wojtek, Ben Boodman as Chip Drexel and Bishop Grail, David Johnston as Deputy Wayne Drexel, David Acampo as Jacob Kidder, Andrew Ramirez as Dexter Nolan, Morgan Walsh as Sister George, Bryony James as Miss Ginter, Samantha Turk as Henry Howe, and Joe J. Thomas as Hank Mason, Mr. Bressier, and your announcer. Additional voices provided by the talented cast. Original music compositions by Todd Hodges. The Wormwood writing staff includes David Acampo, Jeremiah Allen, Rob Allspaw, Paul Montgomery, Jeremy Rogers, and Tiffany K. Whitney. Wormwood created by David Acampo and Jeremy Rogers. Copyright 2009, Habit Forming Films, LLC. Wormwood is a serialized podcast drama and cannot be distributed in part or whole outside of the podcast format without written consent from the creators. For more information on the cast, creators, and individual episode credits, please visit www.wormwoodshow.com. Thank you for listening, and welcome to town. kind of morphed into the, uh, your dog a little bit. <laughs> <laughs>